When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline Leaf, and I am going to talk to you today about the importance of compassion and forgiveness and how this improves your well-being. And I'm going to do this using one of my absolute favorite TV shows that my kids introduced me to and I got totally hooked and I've watched all of it, and that is Ted Lasso. So if you haven't yet watched Ted Lasso, I'm going to give you a little rundown, but if if you have, then you'll know what I'm talking about, how amazing it is. And there's just so many great life lessons from this show. And I'm going to be doing quite a lot of this, taking films and shows in between different podcasts and analyzing that and just, you know, giving us some mental health tips around this. So, but before we begin, if you want to know how you can support me, I'd love you to go and subscribe to my podcast, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, wherever you listen to podcasts and follow me on YouTube, Dr. Caroline Leaf, and follow me on social media if you're not yet following me on social media. I mean, I really give you some amazing life-giving tips every single day just to help you manage the day-to-day uncertainties and challenges of life to help us manage our mental health. And also share these podcasts with friends and family, encourage them to subscribe. We all need help with our mental health. And a lot of the things that I discuss really are great things for discussion amongst yourselves as well to help each other. So it's to help you and to help others and to all of us to help each other help ourselves so we can improve our mental health. And one last thing, these podcasts are for educational purposes and not medical. If you need medical advice, please contact the appropriate medical professional. Just a note before we begin today's episode, if you enjoy listening to my podcast and want to get access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, sign up today to become a Patreon member. Every month I will be releasing special bonus podcasts on topics you have requested, doing live Q&As and more. When you sign up today, you will get immediate access to two podcasts on topics I think are so important and pertinent how to become less emotionally reactive, and how to capture and edit thoughts before they become harmful. You will also have access to exclusive digital downloads and become part of a special community. Sign up today at patreon.com forward slash Dr. Caroline Leaf. The link will also be in the show notes. And now on to Ted Lasso and how compassion and forgiveness can improve your mental well-being. Well, as I said... I started to watch this absolutely great popular TV show on Apple TV this year called Ted Lasso. Some of you may have heard of it. Some of you may even watch it already, as I mentioned. But for those of you who don't know what the show is about, here is a little bit of a brief description. Jason Sudeikis plays Ted Lasso, who is an American football coach who was suddenly hired by a football club in England. And by football, I mean soccer. And however, he knows nothing about soccer. But he takes the job anyway. We find out early on that Hannah Waddingham, who plays a character named Rebecca, the owner of the club in England, recently got divorced from her husband and they used to own the club together. Her ex-husband is a very prideful, 
awful man who cheated on her and treated her really badly. She ended up winning complete ownership of the club and she actually intended to hire an inexperienced coach so that she could essentially ruin the reputation of the club as a way of getting back to hurt her husband, her ex-husband, in the way he had hurt her. Apparently the club was one of the things that he loved the most and she was trying to ruin it to hurt him the way he hurt her. So kind of like a revenge plan. The character of Ted Lasso comes across as an all-around lovable and innocent and great, friendly, wonderful man. He truly wants to understand those around him and he works hard at getting to know people and building deep, meaningful relationships. From the very first episode, he reaches out to Rebecca and starts to bring her homemade cookies that she loves so much. Little tiny acts of kindness. There's not a day that goes by that he doesn't do this small act of kindness. Rebecca, however, is so focused on getting back at her husband that she disregards the people that she has in her life in the present. It's like she doesn't see what's in front of her because she's so consumed by revenge because of the pain that she's in. She has an assistant named Higgins, played by Jeremy Swift, who she constantly puts down. And he's having a moral dilemma because he wants to work for her but does not feel good about trying to destroy the club in the way that she's trying to destroy the club. Rebecca also has a best friend from her past named Flo, played by Ellie Taylor, who has a daughter and who she's actually the grandmother to. The godmother, not grandmother. Rebecca is the grandmother to Flo's daughter. However, when her divorce happened and she set out to hurt her husband in the way he hurt her, she started losing contact with her best friend and her goddaughter. We see this in an exchange between them when the best friend explains how much she misses her friend and the daughter explains how much she misses her godmother. And the daughter can't understand why her, this, this Rebecca is not in her life anymore. Furthermore, Rebecca, in her mission to ruin the club, hired paparazzi to take photos of Ted Lasso with Keely, played by Juno Temple, to make it look as, as if they were together and having an affair and that, she, and that Keely was cheating on her then boyfriend, one of the players in the team called Jamie. So she really made it out to look like they were doing something wrong to hurt them, to hurt Jamie, to hurt Ted, to hurt Keely, because in her pain she didn't care who she was hurting. She just wanted to do whatever she could to just ruin the reputation of the people around her so she could destroy the club. This really would have hurt, severely hurt both Keely and Ted and their reputations would have been damaged, which is what Rebecca's intention was. In her pain, she wasn't making good decisions. I'm sure you can relate. Maybe this is what's happened to you in the past. I know I've done things like this where, you know, you're in so much pain, you don't realize that you're lashing out in that pain and that hurts other people. In this particular episode where Rebecca hires the paparazzi, Keely managed to not get the story, to, managed to get the story not published. She managed to convince Rebecca. She, con, she confronted Rebecca and, and managed to get it not published. Rebecca had done this to Jason, this whole paparazzi thing to try and set her, you know, embarrass him and ruin his reputation. And to Keely, even though they had been so kind to her, 
both of them had been supportive and loving and kind and constantly reaching out to her. With this background and discussion of the show, I just saw a connection between how much pain Rebecca was in from the trauma that she went through with her husband, but also how much pain it was for her and and causing her and the people in her life. So she was in pain and she was causing pain for the people in her life that really loved and cared for her. The longer she held onto this toxic anger, the longer she was consumed by this absolute driven desire to get back at her ex-husband Rupert, the worse she was feeling about herself and the more she was damaging and hurting relationships. She was hurting the people that really were reaching out to her and really cared for her. If you're enjoying my show, I'm so excited to share another podcast you may love, the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Each week, Melanie interviews the world's top experts on all things health, wellness, and biohacking. If you want to learn more about reducing stress, tackling your sleep, cold exposure, red light therapy, finding the right diet for you, optimizing your environment, and so much more, you will love Melanie's show. I listen every week in my sauna and always learn so much. Melanie has interviewed top health experts like Dave Asprey, Wim Hof, Dave, David Sinclair, Rob Wolf, John Gray, and me, and many more. Melanie is known for bringing on all different perspectives. My recent favorite episode is the fascinating interview she did with Dr. Anthony Beck on problems with biohacking and how our environment, lifestyle, mindset, nutrition, genetics, and biochemical individuality affect our mental and physical health. I also love the episode she did with Dr. Terry Walls on the Walls Protocol, reversing neurological disorders and healing the myelin sheath. Learn all about life-changing science, tips, tricks, and hacks in the biohacking world with the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Visit MelanieAvalon.com for episode lists and transcripts and search for the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also join her Facebook groups and follow her on Instagram. Just search for Melanie Avalon. The link and details will be in the show notes. The first thing I want to say is that Rebecca's anger and hurt was very valid. What her husband had had put her through, he was an awful man. He had mistreated her so much, and she was so incredibly hurt. So her anger and her pain was very, very valid. When we go through hard stuff, we're going to have emotions, and the first thing is to actually give yourself the compassion to accept that this is a messy situation, and the pain that you're feeling is part of trying to process this mess. If you suppress that and push it down, there's a really good chance that you'll push, that that it will come out in the wrong way, which is kind of what Rebecca was doing. Instead of trying to process through her pain, she actually took that pain and turned that energy from that pain into revenge. And because revenge is toxic and consuming, it ended up hurting her and making her even more toxic, as well as hurting those around her, as I, men- as I mentioned. And that's this, this thing, you know, when we... When we have an experience like this terrible marriage that Rebecca had, for example, in this particular instance, that is an experience that has built into your brain and your body and your mind. It's become part of your psychoneurobiology. Every part of her has, a mem- has all these memories of the years of pain with her ex-husband. So it's real. You're feeling it in your mind. You're feeling it in your brain. You're feeling it in your body. It's real. That experience is a thought. 
with memories built into it, like a tree has branches and roots. All the things Rupert did and all the experiences of the marriage were in the root part of that tree. And the branches and the tree trunk were the processing and, and Rebecca's interpretation. And everything was just so hurtful. And it just every day there was more and more experience. And, and each experience was adding to these branches, to these trees, and more branches to the root system. And as it's building like a tree into the brain, the thought of which, the thought which is the whole contact and the whole connection and relationship with her ex-husband. So the name of that tree would be Rebecca and Rupert's relationship. And it was toxic. And each day more and more branches and roots were being added. Each time Rupert did something and said something, there was more branches added to the root system. And immediately, as soon as the experience came into, Rebecca processed the experience into the root system, which is the source, which was Rupert and, the, and how he was treating her. Immediately, she processed that into the tree trunk. The tree trunk is the processing part. And then it was built into these branches above the ground, which are the, and the branches and the leaves are all the, how she felt about this, how she was seeing this, how she was interpreting this, how she was feeling, how it was affecting her choices, her thinking, feeling, and choosing. Everything was being affected. And that tree, because it was consuming her, because it was her daily life, was impacting how she was communicating and functioning in her life. We don't just function from random things. We function from what we are experiencing. And those experiences are wired into our brain and our body. And we draw on those experiences that are in that physical form of those protein trees. We activate them and that is how we then communicate what we say, what we do. So all of Rebecca's communication and how she was functioning was coming from a very toxic place. And this was not a happy place. This was a very sad and unhappy and traumatic time for her. And that pain accelerated and it, she was feeling it everywhere. This is what happens when we experience any kind of pain. It builds into the brain as these trees made of proteins and chemicals. They're real. Your brain changes. You actually change the structure of your brain as you are experiencing something. And then also your body. Every cell of your body, and you have around about 37 to 100 trillion cells in your brain and your body. You, you've probably, if you listen to me, you've heard me say this before. But just think of it. That memory is in your brain as a tree. As with all these details and lots and lots of branches and roots and all the details are the emotions and the information, the data, and it's also changing every cell of your body. That memory is stored in the cytoskeleton and the DNA of your, of your cells, every cell, so you feel it in your body. So each time Rupert said something to Rebecca, she felt that in her body, she felt that in her brain, and then also it's stored in your mind, three places, and your mind pulls it all together so it's a very holistic experience. You feel the emotions, you feel the pain in your body, you feel that whole collective attacking, like an, literally an attack and it's like almost like someone stabbing you in the stomach as you are experiencing each of these different contact points with those within, within that particular situation. In the example that we're working, that we're talking about, it's Rebecca with her, her ex-husband. So her anger is valid. What she's going through needs to be honored. It's her story. And it's so important that she understands that that anger, which is making her have panic attacks and, and feel anxious and feel sad and depressed, that's all very normal in terms of responding to the adverse circumstance she's going through. It's a mess. But this is where we've got to manage our mind because in the midst of that mess, that mess can consume you, which is what we see it was doing to Rebecca. She, was, she took all that energy, that pain energy, and she channeled that into revenge, which was 
adding toxicity to toxicity. And it was making her feel worse. It wasn't making her feel any better. So the mess got messier. When we have a mess, in order to not let the mess get messier, we have to accept the mess. We have to see the mess. We have to honor where the mess is coming from. We need to validate how we're feeling and, and, and accept that this is okay. But it's not okay to stay there. It's not okay to stay in that place of mess. We need to repair and we need to grow from it. And that is when Rebecca, what Rebecca started realizing with all these things that she was doing. And I just gave you a couple of incidents. If you watch the show, and this is not the whole show, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's a few couple of seasons and there's a lot of episodes. This is just a part of it. And we will discuss, there's a lot of life lessons to learn from this show. And, and I'll be doing, as I mentioned earlier, more podcasts on this. But Rebecca realized that this was destroying herself because it's toxic. And I mean, you've got those toxic thoughts in your brain. They're damaging your brain. You're actually getting brain damage. And your body's vulnerability to disease is increasing. Your immune system's dropping off functioning in its functioning. You need your immune system to protect you. So all those things were happening in, in Rebecca and she felt it. At that point, she saw that the solution to her brokenness was to hurt him the same way. But that solution was not actually working because it was causing her more pain. She was constantly anxious about her mission. And she was so consumed that she was forgetting about the people who were loving her and supporting her that were still in her life. She couldn't see what was right in front of her. And that's what can happen with us if we make a mess more messy, if we try and get you know, revenge on top of pain, it's just going to block your ability to think with wisdom. You miss what's in front of you. When Juno Temple Keeley found out that Rebecca had hired the paparazzi, she was so hurt because she had been building this great friendship with, with Rebecca and trusted her. And that trust was broken. And they had, because at that point they had developed a great relationship. And when trust is broken, it's, it's very, very difficult. Now, Keely handled this well. She confronted Rebecca, and it's not always easy to do that. She confronted Rebecca with kindness, but with directness. And in confronting Rebecca, they started sorting things out. Eventually, Rebecca's assistant, Higgins, ended up quitting because he just was suffering so much emotional trauma from the way that Rebecca was treating him, and he did not like being part of her plan. It went against all his basic moral values. He was creating cognitive dissonance, so he was getting brain damaged. Everyone was getting damaged. So he didn't like, and he just didn't want to be part of this plan to ruin the reputation of the soccer club. He just couldn't do it anymore. So it was, it was damaging his mental health. So all the people were getting hurt in her life. Ted, Higgins, Keeley. But there was a defining transition in Rebecca's life in episode nine of season one, where Rebecca found out that her ex was having a child with his new fiance. This was one of the hardest things to watch in the show because Hannah Waddingham showed her pain so well in this scene. I remember getting very quite tearful watching this. It was so clear that she had always wanted a child while she had been married to her previous husband, Rupert, played by Anthony Head, and he'd put it off. He'd actually said to her, well, I didn't want to have a child with you. I had no desire, implying that she wasn't good enough and that he didn't love her enough and that she wasn't good enough to have a child, but this woman was, this new fiancé. I mean, how is that as a woman, 
that, I mean, that's just an absolute, like, you're not good enough, you didn't love me enough. Her whole identity was shattered. The way he handled it, it was so cruel. She had lost her opportunity to become a mother, and this news really broke her. Her response to the whole situation was incredible. That very, very, very painful situation was her epiphany. It was her turning point. She could have shut down and gotten even more bitter and tried even harder to get revenge on her husband. But there was a shift. And instead, instead of doing that, instead of getting more and more consumed by the, the desire to, to get revenge, there was a shift. And she made a decision to go to Ted. Because Keely also, when Keely had confronted her, the shift had already started when Keely confronted her. And then this situation happened and, and she stepped into her wise mind. She started listening to her wise mind, the messiness in her life. She started listening to her wise mind. And Keely had said, you need to go to Ted. And at first she just didn't think she could. And then she went to Ted. And she sat down with him. And that was so hard. I mean, I know when you've, I've had to face things and, you know, when you've got to own things and, and go to someone who you've hurt, it's, it's not easy, but it is incredibly brave and incredibly healing. She went to Ted and told him how she'd hired the paparazzi and how she'd done that to ruin his reputation and to ruin Keely's reputation because she was trying to get back at her husband. She told him how that she was so consumed with revenge that she had hired Ted, not because he was a great coach, but because she knew he didn't know anything about, about soccer about football, he was a, that wasn't what he was, the kind of coach that he was. And she did, it, she did it on purpose to ruin the reputation of the club. She didn't care about the people she was hurting along the way. She told him this. She said all she had was a plan and that was to ruin the club. And her first plan was hire someone who knows nothing about football. She admitted everything. And she went to the people in her life and told them what she had done. Higgins as well, in that moment of brokenness. In that messiness, she started to repair and to grow. What was amazing was Ted's response. Ted responded with so much forgiveness and compassion that it completely shocked Rebecca. She had fully expected anger and hate from him because those were the emotions she had experienced from her husband, ex-husband, and those were the emotions she had had as a result of her grief from her trauma. But... The anger that she had had that had driven her to revenge had made her brokenness worse and she recognized that. And she recognized that she would never have fully healed as long as she stayed in that toxic anger and revenge. When she experienced this compassion from Ted, she couldn't believe it. But she suddenly felt so free from the pain that she was experiencing. The talking and the, the, the decision to go to Ted and to, and to tell him was already a massive part of her healing. But Ted's response, his compassion and his forgiveness was so healing. You could literally see a change in her facial expression and her whole body. Remember, we store every experience in this experience where she was going to, to Ted and had prepared in her mind and had built the network in her mind that she's going to go and, and tell Ted everything. It was a whole mind-brain-body reaction, a, a, a whole mind-brain-body involvement. And when she actually confronted him, she pulled out that memory and she told him everything. And then it added more great stuff to that memory. So she was talking. More and more beautiful roots and leaves were being built onto this memory of 
being open and being forgiven and, and getting this off her chest and getting that anger released. And so she was reconceptualizing and changing that toxic thought. And his compassion and his forgiveness helped in that process. It was as if a weight had been lifted. And, and, and you know, we often talk about, I feel so weighed down by toxic thoughts. When you're hating someone or you're angry with someone or something like that, you feel, I mean, I've caught myself saying that, and we do, we say it in general, I feel so weighed down. And that's, some, and, and that's what she felt. She felt so weighed down. So by talking to, to Ted, by making that decision, by building that network in her mind and then following through and drawing on that network, that tree and everything in her body and talking to Ted, the weight lifted. And that literally meant that that toxic tree changed. Those proteins that were all toxic from the revenge were changing into this beautiful green tree. From the time Keely confronted her to the time she saw that baby to the time she heard about her ex-husband having a fiancé was pregnant and to the time that she decided to then tell Ted everything, there was a transformation, a reconceptualization. It's a new year, which means a lot of people are making resolutions to eat better and find a body size that works best for them. But this can be extremely challenging and traumatic. There's so much information out there, so much judgment surrounding food choices and so much conflicting advice that it's very hard to know what to eat to maintain a good state of mind and body. Thankfully, Noom Weight takes a different approach to eating. The program is driven by a singular mission to help as many people as possible live healthier lives through behavior change. They use the latest in proven behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good. And through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching, their platform has helped millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. Since using this program, I've learned so much about the relationship between what I eat, the best body size for me, and what I want in life. I have managed to make tweaks to what and when I eat daily to improve my mood and energy levels and better handle stress. I love that Noom's program is so easy to use and so empathic. Sign up for your trial and get psychology-based support and motivation to reach your goals at noom.com slash drleaf. That's noom.com slash drleaf to sign up for your trial. It's as if she was able to let go of the anger that was breaking her down when someone she knew accepted and loved her despite everything that had happened. It was an absolute eye-opener. It was enabling her, it built resilience in her brain. It built resilience in her body. It built resilience in her mind. And she was able to start healing and repairing and growing from there. This is such a crucial scene because it shows how extremely important it is to surround yourself with people who will love you and accept you even in the moments that you are so broken that you may be hurting them. It also shows that you, you just never know how you will impact someone else. And if you show love and compassion to another human, you could literally end up transforming their life. That's what Ted did that day. He literally transformed her life. All humans need compassion and understanding. We are all struggling and all broken. Sometimes our brokenness causes us to do things that may hurt others in our life that we love. But true healing comes when we are able to seek out help and receive love and are able to receive that love into our into ourselves that we can actually look at our mess with compassion for ourselves and kindness for ourselves and then start healing from there and then pour that compassion on others. 
true healing comes when you are able to seek out help and receive love and are able to admit and see how we are all connected and how our actions impact others. So just a little science fact here is that we are so connected that you can't hide anything. There's a law in quantum physics called the law of entanglement and it's fascinating. And it's when two particles are set in motion or, in re- or may, are put into a relationship with each other. When, no matter how far apart you separate them, if one turns this way, the other one will turn the other, that, that, that way as well. In other words, there's an entangled relationship. Einstein used to call the spooky distance at a spooky action at a distance and didn't like it very much because it doesn't follow the laws of physics. You could be miles away from someone, but just by, and, and you can feel that, like you may not know exactly what they are and where they are and what they're doing, but by thinking toxic thoughts towards them, you're just making the relationship even worse and they'll feel that. In some way, they'll feel that because of the quantum physics, because you're in relationship, because you had a relationship that maybe went sour and for some reason. And you staying connected to that source unless you forgive, like Rebecca had to do. She literally had to release her husband. Forgiveness is a releasing. And she couldn't do it until she actually saw the pain that she was causing in other people's lives. And then she was able to then confront what she had done and go to the people that she had hurt, that loved her and supported her. And that disconnected, it actually helped to disconnect that connection with Rupert. So think of that experience of of. Rupert as a toxic, wiry, ugly-looking tree. And if you've watched me, you'll, you've seen me hold up that tree often. And think of it literally having one long wire that's plugged into Rupert, and that's where the source of energy is coming from. And think of it as getting bigger and bigger with every revenge act that Rebecca was being consumed to carry out. And then see her being confronted by Keely and seeing that baby and going to Ted and that tree melting and going away and transforming because energy is never lost in the brain. So all that energy is taken out of that toxic tree with the misfolded proteins and the neurochemical chaos and electromagnetic chaos and the immune system creating information and high levels of cortisol and high levels of homocysteine and damage in the brain and all these things. See that transforming into a beautiful, healthy green tree with folded proteins folded in the correct way and the vibrations correct, the quantum vibrations correct and the frequencies of the energy waves around that area correct and the electromagnetic and the chemicals, all that flowing correctly. And each time Ted said something that showed he had forgiven her and Keely and as she was repairing that, the tree was getting bigger and bigger and bigger with each each subsequent interaction with those people in her life that she loved, Ted and and Keely and the other people and, and her, her best friend and her godchild as she started rebuilding those relationships. So that healthy new tree that was the pain tree, the revenge tree was now gone and transformed. The energy went from that into this healthy new tree that with each day she was building bigger and bigger and was starting to give her a level of peace in her life that she didn't have while consumed by the hate. But it was that compassion it was that direct compassion. When Keely went to her, she was also being very compassionate and giving Rebecca the chance to be honest and open. When she went to Ted, the same thing, and she received that beautiful compassion and love back and forgiveness, and that increased her resilience. When you pour on love, it's like watering that tree, and it's growing it and opening up and making it easier to to physically change inside the brain and the body. Your neurophysiology changes your psychoneurobiology changes, your mind-brain-body connection changes when you forgive yourself, when you are fake, confront, confront what, you, what you're going through, when you accept that messiness 
validate that messiness, understand that there's a reason for that messiness, and then work out ways of repairing. And in this case, it was to confront the people that Rebecca, in Rebecca's case, it was to confront the people that she had hurt. So trauma and anxiety can consume us and we can make really bad decisions. Or we can look at the mess in the way that Rebecca did and we can learn to repair and grow. And as hard as it is, it is so much harder to stay in toxic anger and revenge. Thank you for joining me today and I look forward to talking to you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then... I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.